definitely feel so privileged now just like looking back having that opportunity to like be that role model to a kid that I needed when I was younger just because I know like how much it would have meant to be able to just know an adult that has alopecia and who you know is you know living their life and just is okay with it but also is open about the struggle as well. This is Alopecia Life with your host, Deanne Graham. You'll hear interviews with specialists in their field and parents who are helping their child move through life while living with alopecia areata, along with conversations with alopecia rock stars who are making a difference. Alopecia Life is here to provide you with support, accurate information, inspiring stories, and life hacks to help you navigate the world of hair loss. Whether you've just been diagnosed or have had it for ages, Alopecia Life has been created to share all the information you may want or need to do alopecia your way. Welcome to Alopecia Life. I'm your host, Deanne Graham, and this is episode six. Today, our guest is Lindsay Walter. She's a health educator and a runner, and she lives in Charlotte, North Carolina. She lost her hair at the age of two, and she felt like she spent 20 years, a good 20 years, hiding under her wig to avoid dealing with her alopecia. After her collegiate basketball career, she took up running and it changed her life. She fell in love with the sport and began to race all over the country. She's run over 37 marathons and one 50 miler. And truthfully, from the time that I interviewed to the release of this podcast, she's probably run several more races. She now lives her life wig-free and considers that to be her truest form. Thank you for listening today, and welcome, Lindsay Walter. Lindsay, welcome to Alopecia Life. We're so excited to have you here today. Thank you so much. I'm honored to be a guest. You are really a well-respected mentor in the alopecia community, and I just want to say thanks for all that you do. And also, I want to talk about your running because that is kind of a huge, huge part of who you are. Yeah, thank you so much. I just I feel just like very privileged to have the opportunity just in my involvement in various things um, and just like to give back and be that person that, you know, I wish I had as a kid. I'm just so thankful for all the opportunities. And yeah, I'm thankful for the gift of running as well. Yeah. So let's talk about I know in 2018, I was reading an article that said you wanted to run 27 marathons in, by your 27th year. And and when you think about that, you go, oh, well, she definitely wasn't running a, at a year old. So yeah, <laughs> let's talk about when you started. Let's talk about when you started. So running. I actually played basketball in college and was never a runner at all until I guess I wouldn't even call myself a runner. But I ran my first marathon my senior year of college in my college town of Duluth, Minnesota. They have the it's really famous. I'm um, grandma's marathon. And, you know, I had seen people run it the last couple summers and I would like go downtown with all my friends and I'm like, wow, marathon, that's crazy. But I like felt inspired by it and I'm just really competitive. And so I knew I wanted to run a marathon, cross it off my bucket list. And I thought it was the perfect one. And so, yeah, I ran my first marathon, my senior year of college after, I mean, not really training too much. I didn't really, I didn't have a watch or any way to kind of track my distances or how far I was going. But yeah, I kind of just went up on a whim and ran my first marathon. Yeah. And it sounds like you really gleaned a lot of information about what makes a 
a successful run. I know you were pretty dehydrated from the sounds yes. of it after that. Yes, first I didn't run. drink any water at all during the run. I felt like I was so dehydrated that I didn't know like how thirsty I was and and I just blew past all the aid stations when I should have been drinking water, but yeah, I didn't drink any water. <laughs> So next marathon, I'm sure you did something completely different, Absolutely. right? <laughs> it's, it's been crazy. Just I think of like what I've learned just like from my first marathon to where I am now. Like it's just crazy the way I've just learned and grown so much and just respected the like marathon itself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And how many marathons have you run up to this point now? I've ran 37 marathons and one 50 mile ultra marathon. Oh my gosh. You're, you're <laughs> awesome. Oh gosh. Thank you. <laughs> so, and what does that, and you, so you travel all over the place then to do all these marathons. Yes. Mm-hmm. And where, what's the furthest one you've done from the U S I guess, well, I live in North Carolina. So the furthest would be, I've done a bunch of races out in California. Um, so just, yeah, cross country, um, going out there, the San Diego marathon is really special to me. Um, so I've ran that one the last couple of years, San Francisco, LA, just, yeah, I love the California marathons. The weather is honestly so much better. It's easy to run in those kind of conditions than like the hot and humid weather of Charlotte, especially during the summer. (laughs) I can imagine. I can imagine. And you are sponsored by the rock and roll marathon series in is is that all over the country or is that just in San Diego? Um, yeah. So that was their original one um, was in San Diego, but they have them all over. Like I'm heading up to Virginia Beach this weekend to run um, and then I'll be in Philly running rock and roll. I'll be Denver, Savannah, San Antonio. Yeah. They're really kind of all over the place, various times throughout the years. Um, and they've just, you know, started doing a bunch of international races as as well. Cool. Like Canada yeah. or Europe or um so yeah they've always had one I'm not always um last couple of years they have one in Montreal but now they've sent one to like Mexico China mm. Dublin so yeah they're really like definitely getting like their awesome series out there yeah that sounds like a lot of fun yes so I can just imagine you out there because you're on your 37th marathon or you're gonna be on your 38th <laughs> and you're kind of like this is just a leisurely stroll for me. <laughs> Do you, what are your feelings about that? I know you're always going for your personal record because that competitive nature. Yeah, for sure. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. honestly, I always get so excited, even if it's my first marathon or, you know, my 37th, I always am so just like pumped up and I'm excited. And to me, I feel like it's just always such a reminder of just like how far I've come, not just as an athlete, but as a person. And I just like get excited and crossing that finish line still makes me emotional because like, I mean, not everyone can say that they run a marathon and it's just really tough in like the work and the training and everything you put into it. So, I mean, it still like gives me all the feels and I just like smile so big after a marathon. It just honestly to me is like the best feeling. That's awesome. What is your, what's your personal record right now? Um, 326. 326. Yes. Awesome. I don't even know. I think I, I think I did a half marathon and I probably didn't even get close to that. I was way over. I'm sure. No, that's, that's awesome. I just feel like if you're out there and you're like putting in the work, like that makes you a runner and that just like makes me excited. I feel like time aside because there definitely is like time, you know, the race itself is hard and like, it shouldn't be just like fixated on times, but just the fact that you're doing it and you get to call yourself a half marathoner. I just like respect that so much. I just did it once. So I'm definitely. (laughs) (laughs) 
So what would you, how do you think of the community in running? What do what do they kind of represent for you? Um, I would say the running community is like the, the people that like I've met and like have chosen to surround myself with um, have been like the most like positive influence for me. It definitely is so different than growing up, like all the teams I played on, all the basketball teams, all the softball teams. It's been so different just because in the race, like there is only technically one winner, but everyone is out there and like, they're so encouraging, even though like they're, you're running against them. They're just so positive. And, you know, if you need that, like pick me up, people are always like, you can do it, like give them thumbs up. And just like, it's so encouraging and so positive. Kind of, as I mentioned before, like when you finish, no one's like, you say like, oh, I got this time and it may not be what you wanted. No one would ever say, oh, that was terrible or like Mm -hmm. bad job. And it's just so positive and, and encouraging. Honestly, I'm so grateful for it. That's great. Can you tell us a little bit about um, who else sponsors you? So Noon Hydration and Honey Stinger as well. Just I'm constantly like adding that to my water. It's good fuel. Electrolytes, like I said, you should be drinking water when you're running marathons. (laughs) Um, So just having opportunity to be doing that. And then gels, especially on my longer runs. I'm going to be doing a crazy 100-mile ultra next year so just like the training that's gonna go into that was just really important as well so yeah those two (laughs) that is nuts a hundred miler yeah yeah um yeah it's crazy (laughs) (laughs) I don't I don't doubt that you will do it and you'll finish yeah my goal honestly is just to finish after doing the 50 miler this past April I just felt so inspired I'm like I can totally do it so I'm just gonna Mm -hmm. go with the mindset that I can so (laughs) yep I don't doubt that you will it'll be awesome (laughs) yeah we'll be cheering you on thank you appreciate it mm -hmm. and let's talk a little bit about um, your alopecia diagnosis and how that relates to your running Yeah. So I lost my hair by the age of two. It was pretty quick. And, you know, right away, I kind of wore a wig from the very beginning. There wasn't really anyone at all in my school or my community or anything. And I feel, I mean, I'm 28. And so, you know, going back like 26 years, like social media wasn't really a thing or whatnot. So there was really no way to meet other people that had alopecia. So I feel like from the beginning, it was kind of all that was known was just to wear a wig just to be like all the other kids. And it really just kind of the way that I was brought up, you wear this wig, girls are pretty when they have hair, it wasn't really an option not to wear it. And Mm -hmm. so I really just learned that I needed my wig, it became my security. I was very uncomfortable wearing it, but who I was, and you know, like your body's going through all those changes as you're growing up. But like, Mm -hmm. I still had this wig and I was trying to deal with all of that. So yeah, I became very uncomfortable. I was very ashamed and embarrassed of my alopecia. Kids especially weren't very nice to me, but I didn't have confidence in myself. And so like, I would let kids bully me um, and call me baldy in names. And, you know, I wouldn't say anything back because I mean, I was bald and I just, you know, that was, has never been my personality to say something back, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't even telling teachers or anyone about it. And I just kind of let that happen. And honestly, it was a really big struggle and it was really hard. And then it wasn't until a couple of years ago that I stopped wearing my wig. Um, But yeah, for the majority of it, of my life, I wore my wig. I told very few people about my alopecia. Yeah, there was just like a lot of really dark times with it. And I feel like had I not been blessed with like athletic ability, 
you know, playing basketball as a healthy outlet, like during that middle school, high school, college years, I really don't know how I would have been able to just cope with all of those emotions and all those things that were going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can totally, I can totally understand that. And a lot of the kids that I interview or and parents that I interview are, they're very, very confident with their alopecia and in a relatively short amount of time, which I think can actually speak to you and what you're doing as far as awareness. You know, you're raising awareness, you're in the public eye and you're doing that. And, and kids these days are seeing that it's, you know, they're seeing Kevin Bull on American Ninja Warrior, they're seeing Anthony yeah. Kerrigan, they're seeing you. And I think that that would have made a world of difference to you and I growing up had we seen those sure. positive role models. And mm-hmm. yeah, and I think it's important to say, you know, there are many different types of kids, introverts and extroverts and confident and non-confident. And so kids that lack confidence like you and me, when we were young, we just kind of let things let people step on us, let them say things. And now we're in a very different position where we can make a difference. And I think that's incredible what you're doing to to make that happen, even though you're not thinking about it. It's just naturally happening. So thank you for that. Oh my gosh, of course. I feel just, I definitely feel so privileged now, just like looking back, having that opportunity to like be that role model to a kid that I needed when I was younger, just because I know like how much it would have meant to be able to just know an adult that has alopecia and who, you know, is, you know, living their life and just is okay with it, but also is open about the struggle as well. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's really important too. Um, Cause like, it's not always easy and there are going to be tough times. So I think just also being real in that too. I'm just, I'm thankful for the opportunity to give back to kids and help families out too. Cause I mean, I know firsthand like how tough it can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And your, your interest in the children's alopecia project is kind of a big piece of that too, isn't it? Yes, yes, definitely. Um, Yeah, I'm just so thankful for everyone in that group and that community who also, I mean, they always say like, I've helped them, but they've helped me so much. And all the families that I've met who've really adapted me to their families has been so special to me, just the way people like want to keep up by running and what I'm doing. That means so much to me and just all the people that I've met and that really helped right, grow my confidence and, and self-esteem and just their support as well. That's an, that's a great organization. Mm-hmm. And you do a lot of running for specifically for them. Is that right? Yes. Yes. I've done a couple of marathons that I've dedicated to CAP just to fundraise and just help give money back to them so they can send kids to Alpecia Palooza. And so mm-hmm. they can experience that and just, you know, get the support and resources and everything that, that they need. I think that's so important. Right on. That's awesome. I know when I met you several years ago, you had a bit of an obsession with the bachelor or uh, <laughs> I still, still do. I'm are? still obsessed. <laughs> I fill out a bracket. Like I don't miss a Monday. Yes. <laughs> I love hysterical. it. <laughs> so little pieces of information about Lindsay Walter, yes, everybody. Well, fun fact. <laughs> I asked my guests a question about dessert and I know you're oh a gosh. huge dessert lover and, yes. and don't, don't necessarily your thing, but if that you, is my jam, that's yes. your jam. like after a marathon, do you, do you like go oh, and scarf some? Yeah. Donuts? I literally eat a dozen donuts. I don't share. And I like feel so sick, but I'm like, it's like such a good sickness feeling that I'm like, I love it. Yeah. I look forward to donuts. And whenever I hit like the wall or like the hard point during the marathon, I always think of donuts and it just, and it like inspires me because the week before, like I cut out sweets, I'm like not eating donuts. And so I'm like deprived. And so like for a race, I'm like, just give me a donut and just makes it all better. (laughs) That's fun. 
That's so much fun. So what is in the future for you? What's coming up? You said you had a, a run this weekend. Is that yes. Right? Yep. I'm going to be running the Rock and Roll Virginia Beach Half Marathon on Sunday. And then in September 15th, I run a 16 miler in Philadelphia. And then October 5th is an ultra marathon. It's a 50K, which is 31 miles. And that's in South Carolina. And then I'll take on the Savannah Marathon beginning of November and the San Antonio Marathon the beginning of December. Oh, my gosh. So the interesting thing is, so we're, you know, people are counting marathons for you, but you're running like a half marathon. You're running a 60 miler. And I know that you also run when you're doing a marathon, you might be doing like a 5K the day before, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, a lot of the times with um, like the four men of the rock and roll races, they do a 5K the day before the marathon or the half marathon. Mm-hmm. And I love doing that just because in my own four race, I just always get in a 5K distance as like a shakeout run. And it's been really mm-hmm. good for me to kind of channel some of my like competitiveness um, just yeah. to get out of race like before the big race so it's been yeah so it's been really good plus all the slow people are in the 5k so you can really <laughs> feel like a winner <laughs> I'm just kidding I'm just kidding <laughs> and so if people are looking for you on social media how can they find you so Lindsay Hannah three l-i-n-d-s-a-y H-A-N-N-A-H-3, um, all one word. Okay. Awesome. And I will put that in the show notes for anyone who is interested in finding you and supporting you. Um, And we just love hearing about all that you're doing and I appreciate it. So thank you again. Thanks so much for being here with us today on Alopecia Lace. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'm so honored and thankful. Yeah. Well, I'm equally honored. Thank you for listening today on Alopecia Life. If you're looking for ways to get in touch with Lindsay and to follow her running path, check her out on social media. All of that information is available in the show notes. Thank you for listening. Join our Alopecia Life Facebook group and find out more information at headonlifecoaching.com. The information on this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment and is meant for general information purposes only. If you're enjoying these episodes and finding the tips helpful, please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to and download podcasts.